Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is finally enjoying some fall weather. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Alex? Yep. Colts are the best team in the uh, in the AFC. No, they, no. No, they are not. They, they, beat, they beat the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, the Chiefs won the AFC, mm-hmm. making the Colts the best team in the AFC. Not quite how that works. It is how it works. No. The Colts just took the crown. Wait, you said, you said the Chiefs won the AFC? Last year. The Bengals won the AFC. You're right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The Chiefs are the most recent Super Bowl champion from the AFC, Kay. which means the Colts are now the best team in the AFC. It's not how that works. Um, Matt Ryan, better than Patrick Mahomes. Matty Ice, greater than signed Patty Mahomes. He beat him head-to-head in a duel. Matt Kay. Ryan, best you, quarterback in the AFC. You realize that Matt Ryan has more interceptions than touchdowns this year. He beat Patrick Mahomes. He has four interceptions to three touchdowns. He has one win against Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes has zero wins against Matt Ryan. This season. I don't care about last season. You guys are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I don't care about Chill that. out. What season are we talking about? We're talk- Okay, I get it. I get it. We're talking about this season. That's right. You guys, are, you guys will be lucky to Super get Bowl's like back nine on. wins. Super Bowl's back on. I have no comment to that. You almost lost to the Raiders. Okay. And? We still won. And it's like yeah, yes. you beat the Raiders, Colts beat the Chiefs, whatever, no big deal. We're about to absolutely rob this division. Actually, I'm not even worried about the Colts. At this point, I'm more worried about the Jaguars, who are actually playing pretty well. Like Trevor Lawrence is having the opposite of a sophomore slump. Like he's been playing like really well. He beat my guy Justin Herbert. Yeah, playing through the pain. Yeah, that was beat the old tar out of the Chargers. They they honestly shouldn't have. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> they honestly shouldn't have played Justin Herbert at all in that game. Because it's like, like you it knew he was Tyrod Taylor's chance to get the spot back. Exactly, because Tyrod Taylor, I mean, if he was on the Titans, he would definitely have a shot at starting. Thinking about it, but like, anyways, the Chargers should not have started Herbert. Because it's like you knew he was going to that game hurt. You knew he wasn't going to play very well. You knew he had like no mobility. But it is what it is. And sadder news: the Dolphins beat our friend Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Two is out here looking like an MVP. I know he's going to fall off come like week. Like seven or eight, and he's going to throw like four interceptions in a game. I added Tua to a fantasy team. I'm riding that wave while it's hot. Okay, well, I have, see, I have Tua on my bench in fantasy, uh, but I've been rolling with Kirk Cousins because I know the second that I put Tua out there, he's going to drop like 10 points. How about the Broncos beating the Niners 11 to 10? I don't know what happened. I'm just seeing that score now, and that's a lot of fun. Well, that was the game. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo ran out of the back of the end zone. Oh, did you, yeah, did yeah, you see yeah. that? I did see that. I did and it was like Dan Orlovsky was just like, freedom! I did see that. <laughs> um, and then, did you see the play? Oh, it, it was in that uh, Bills-Dolphins game. When the, I did not. The, the Dolphins punter kicked it into one of his uh, blockers. Oh, I did see that. That's the only play yeah. I saw from that yeah. game. <laughs> Honestly, same. Matt Sanchez was very upset. Yeah, he was. Uh, the but butt, The butt fumble's no longer alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Dan Orlovsky was definitely happy about Jimmy. I mean, it was – like, they were on the one anyways. And it's not like he continued running. Like, as soon as he did it, he knew what he had done. But still, like, that's not going to be forgotten anytime soon. Well, I didn't watch the Colts this week, so I guess I can't watch them this week when they play the Titans. It'll, mm-hmm. That'll be, like, the one Colts game I get on TV all year. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to watch – I haven't honestly had the chance to watch any Titans games this year because um, I, was, I was with soccer on Sunday. But I saw the final score, and I was like, Ooh. maybe I won't watch, and you should, you should be begging me to watch. Okay. I have it's a, not like you'll be doing anything on I Sunday have, anyways. 
not legally streamed the first two games. I did not watch the last one, mm-hmm. and we're we're one and one and zero, oh and I don't watch. So, okay. Well, uh, however, this is like the first time all year where I wouldn't have to not legally stream them. Yeah, they are right downtown. <laughs> Actually, no, we'll no, get, they're we'll they're get, at Indianapolis. Well, either way, we're gonna get the game on TV because it's Titans game. Right. So I don't usually get that. You should watch it. Your boys uh, need you. Support the Colts. I care I care about them winning more. Okay. To soccer, Alex, what the Govs do last week? So last week, uh, the Govs picked up their first A Sun win at Ooh. North Alabama. Um, had a season high three goals. It's three to one win against the Lions. Uh, three different Govs found the back of the net: Marley Niederhauser, Ellie Dries, and Tori Case. All of them were their first goals of the season. For Ellie, it was her first career goal. Woo woo! Um, Ellie's goal in the 64th minute was also the ace on play of the week. I'm pretty sure that we have essentially swept plays of the week. We've won it like four straight weeks in football. Yeah. We're doing the same thing in soccer. And it's like, I get that it's, you know, it's like a fan vote thing, but like, bring it on the rest of the ace on your fans. Can't win a vote against us. Yep. You can't do it. Football, soccer, both golfs, pick a sport, pick a sport. Doesn't so, matter. Can't beat us. Govs nation too strong. But I mean, on it, like it, it was a really good play anyways. Um, it was the most most goal, goal scorers we've had in a match this season and the most since we beat Eastern Illinois last year. Uh, we had 10 shots on goal off 13 shots. I mean, you know, we talked about it before. That's kind of the thing that we've been wanting. You know, we haven't. Cycle the puck in deep, shots on net. Exactly. So, and we definitely did that. You know, shots, I think we've had 23 shots in the last two matches. So, we'll take it. Offense is starting to come alive, and uh, hopefully we can do that against uh, Eastern Kentucky. Just keep getting them points. Exactly. That's all you need. Speaking of Eastern Kentucky, yep. played a little football game against the old, the old Colonels this week. Yeah, we did. The number 16, oh, excuse me, the formerly number 16 Eastern Kentucky Colonels, who had a 20-3 to lead at halftime. Yep. They thought it was uh, over. They got too uh, comfortable. No, what happens when you lead 20-3 to at halftime? You just get shut out. 28, unanswered. Govs win on homecoming. Third largest crowd in Fort Harris Stadium history. Yep. Shout out to everybody at Pack the Fort. Uh, Mike DeLillo, he, uh, he won that game, I would say, for the offense. He had, he was uh, 17 for 33, two interceptions, in the, both early, both really early in the first half, uh, three for 172 yards. But in the second half, it was on the ground, 15 carries, 181 yards, and three rushing touchdowns. That makes you the A-Sun player of the week. Three rushing touchdowns. Yes. We have not had a Gov run for three touchdowns since uh, Brian Sneed. We have not had a Gov quarterback run for 100, 100, just – period, mm-hmm. since Javon Craig had 164 at Sac State in the yep. second round of the uh, FCS playoffs. Remember that game. His uh, his 181 yards is like the ninth best performance in the FCS this season mm-hmm. and the second most by a quarterback. But the 150, I believe, six he had in the second half alone yep. would be the 29th best rushing performance in the FCS this season. That's not bad. All not in one half bad. and only, as a quarterback? Yeah, only one half as a quarterback. Uh, Shocker, Draymond Craig caught the touchdown. Yeah. fourth quarter as well. Uh, Cam Thomas, we're talking about play of the week, had a big punt return, 46-yarder that set up the game, mm-hmm. winning go-ahead touchdown. Uh, so that was a big return. Got tackled by the punter, Cam. He talked about it yeah. on, uh, inside <laughs> the film I bet room. He, did. he said uh, He said the guys were giving it to him a little bit, but he's like, he's going to break another one. He's going to break one, he said. So oh, he definitely will. All good. All good. Uh, speaking of return game, Kellen Stewart averaged 24.3 yards on three kick returns. He, he had 20-plus yards on all three returns. And that makes him the freshman of the week. A-Sun freshman of the week. That's the third Gov to win A-Sun freshman of the week, joining Cam Thomas and Javon Jackson. 
that's that's a lot. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not been that many weeks. We've got three of them that have all won freshman of the week. Uh, the Govs moved up in the polls. Yep, took over sixteen, didn't number we? sixteen in the coaches' poll took Eastern Kentucky spot, and number twenty-three in the media poll. I think we took EKU's spot in that one as well. Something like that. It was they were there. twenty or twenty-three in that poll. Uh, the media doesn't like us as much as the coaches. Whatever. I've always I've always said. I'm a person that always has said this, that uh, yeah. the, the coaches poll is the true poll. Yeah. No one really cares about the media poll. Sorry, media poll. Yeah, don't I've, care. I've said that forever. Yeah, now, I, I, anybody that knows, of course you are. Anybody that knows me knows I say I always trust the coaches poll more. It's never just the highest one. Yeah, no, always no, the coaches. always the coaches poll. Yep. I've always said that. And uh, shout out to the coaches for just having a fantastic, best coaches, fantastically run uh, FCS poll. Yeah, they're, they're really thinking they're about it. They're putting a lot of effort into it. really on top of their rankings. They're doing a great job, a lot better than the stats media poll. Definitely. Yeah, just fantastic work. Yeah. Anything else about the football game, Alex? Do you have any? Th- there's one thing that I wanted to add. Okay. So it's like, you know, he had 181 rushing yards. They were all pretty much on, like, the same play, too. Yeah, it read, it's read option. Read option, he would, like, run up, like, the left sideline for most of them. And it was like, they just, you know, they kept on biting towards the running backs. And I'm like, why not just, like, load That's up That's the side? beautiful thing about the read option. I get that. But, like, all they all of a sudden, when they start spying Mike, he just he just hands it off. And, yeah. There goes CJ up the middle for five because in the first right. half they ran the read option a lot. CJ Evans averaged like six yards per carry in the first half. Didn't realize that. It's it was just good. like CJ read option six yards, CJ six yards, CJ six yards. But we never really got it going, and we would always stall out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he he was just gashing them in the first half for like yeah. five six a carry, and then uh, they started keying on that, and then there goes Mike around the corner. It was so, it was so good. Like that that was some of the best read option just play I've ever seen. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's all uh, I've got. For defense okay. once again. Very good. Absolutely. Second half shutout. Take Having that. a lot of second half point against an FCS team this season. Mm-hmm. Just point, period. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were a lot of fun to watch. Defense. Uh, I mean, who's played better this season, would you say? Or Defense. You? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've they been. played the, the first half without Shamari Simmons. True. And they played a lot of the game without our guy, Cam Ruffin. Shout out to him. Hope he's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they just keep overcoming stuff and just keep yeah. shutting people out. So. It looked good. They're pretty it's good. It's been Corey Chapman came off the bench, led the team with 13 tackles, nine solo tackles, and two tackles for a loss. Not bad. Not bad. Not off bad the at bench. all. Off the bench. Didn't start. Didn't start at safety. Came in, played safety, 13 tackles. Whatever. Yeah. No, whatever. No big deal. It is what it is. They're deep. Yeah. Alex. Yes, sir. Those volleyball matches this weekend as well. There was. In There's the uh, not-as-great state of Kentucky. Hey. It's my old Kentucky home. Leave, me, leave it alone. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, I hate that. I hate that you said that it, so much. It's Please your, continue. It's your favorite song. Um, I just hate it. Anyways, uh, <coughs> so the Govs are up in up in the Bluegrass State for they faced uh, Bellarmine in Eastern Kentucky on the road. Uh, they opened the weekend against Bellarmine. They picked up a three to two victory against the Knights. Bounced back after losing the first set. It was twelve to twenty five. Came back, won the second one, twenty six twenty four. Followed by 25-21, dropped the fourth set, 24-26, and then one in the fifth, 15-12. to It was their first ace on win. Um, and like I said, I mean, you know, it's one thing to come back and win in five sets. It's another thing to come back after dropping the first set after only scoring 12. So, like, I know Cody and I were up talking about it in the uh, football press box, and it was like, you know, starting by only scoring 12. It's not you, a lot. Yeah. You typically don't win those, but yeah. shout out to the Govs for coming back. They had 11 service aces and 14 blocks in the comeback win. Marlena Bowlington continues to have a great year. She had 16 kills against the Knights, which was one shy of her career best that she had against Toledo this year. So, 
So it was a good good match. And then uh, on to Saturday. Yeah, on to that match against another East- day, another game against Eastern Kentucky. It was. Uh, we were going for the Eastern Kentucky sweep, couldn't quite get there. Uh, Govs dropped against the Colonels in three sets. They score 18, 19, and 27 in against EKU. I mean, honestly, we just couldn't get the offense going. Michaela Powell was held to a 150 hitting percentage. As a team, the Govs were held to a 113 hitting per- team, 113 hitting percentage but just couldn't get the offense going against the Colonels. So you drop it, you move on. So Alice Hills to the Women's Golf Tournament this week. Yes, we did. Uh, looked really good for the Govs after the first day. Govs held an 11-shot lead after the first day. And this was – or excuse me, the Govs trailed by 11 shots after the first round. They held a 9-shot lead after the second round. So they start the first day down 11. They end the first day up by 9. That is a 20 20- Shot swing from rounds one to two. Not bad. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. 294 in the second round for the Guffs. Uh, but Belmont put together quite a comeback on the third day, and th- or the second day in the third round, and won the tournament with a score of 920. Austin Pierce three shots behind them with a 923. Shelby Pleasant led the Guffs. She finished uh, in third place at 229. Taylor Dedman shot 233. She was in, I believe, fifth place, and then tied for seventh. It was Erica Scott and Kaylee Campbell with a 238. <laughs> but, like I said, the Bruins, three shots. Just snuck it out. Yeah. Fun day at the golf course, though. Glad to spend, a, spend some time out there. It's the first time I'd ever been to a golf course, tell you the truth. But it, it just period. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not even lying. Like, that was. All right. But it was fun. It was fun. I'm Got glad that. you enjoyed riding around the cart taking photos. Uh, I did. It was great. Alex, tennis, they also played this week. Yeah, they did. Uh, so, tennis was in Conway at the UCA Fall Tournament. Uh, good showing. Uh, Yana Leader finished the tournament unbeaten. She went six and zero with three singles, three doubles wins. She's been having, you know, she's been having a Yana leader kind of fall. I mean, everybody knows how good she is. She's but she's twelve and one through two fall tournaments this year. Uh, Melody Hefty, she played the first day of the tournament, and I think she picked up a singles win. Um, and then Denise Torrealba, I think she only dropped one match, and it was a doubles match in the tournament. So, but Melody and Denise both have looked really good this fall. They've got nine total wins. Uh, the freshmen are looking really good. I mean, honestly, it's just it's been a strong showing. Um, you know, the UCA fall tournament, like I said, Yana went undefeated. You know, it's Undefeated is always good. Undefeated is always good. So we'll take that. And, you know, the lineup's starting to take shape. I think most people would expect it's going to be Denise at number one, Yana two, Melody Hefty at three. So then we'll see what three through six looks like. But By most people it would expect, you mean you? Yeah, me. And anybody else who keeps up with ace on tennis. But, you know, but it's been fun. Alex, anything else happened last week? Not that I can think of. Not that I can think of either. Nope. Yeah. No, pretty much it. That's right. uh, very busy. Very busy times. It was. Well, we're gonna we're gonna be right back, and we're gonna have our guest this week. It is Kylie Campbell of the Austin P softball team. Right after this. Babe, don't make a sound. Two AM love, gotta keep it down. Don't wait around for a signal now. Give me some verb, I ain't talking now. You wanna ride in the six? You wanna dine in the six? But when I lean for the kiss, you said I'll probably send you some pics. And I'm like, hell no, nah, been waiting too long. Hell no, nah, I want that cruel love. Hell no, nah, been waiting too long. Joining us on the PCAST, she's a sophomore catcher on the Austin P softball team. It was a second team All-OVC selection last year. It's Kylie Campbell. Kylie, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. 
How was, uh, you said you had two classes this morning. How, how was class today? It was good. I had soils and early U.S. history. Both got done pretty early, so I'm having a good Friday. All right, so soils. What did you learn in soils class? What do you do there? Today we talked about the water properties within soil and, like, the formula, how to calculate how much porosity is taken up by water in soils, especially, like, when heavy rain flood comes. It was pretty interesting. All right, so I'm a history major, so the set other class sounds a lot more interesting to me. Early U.S. history right up my alley. Yes, Frenzos is an amazing professor. He's very interesting. We just had our first exam Wednesday, so he was very ready to get going on the next topic. I never got to take his class because I got to skip early U.S. because I was in state and all kinds of stuff, but he, he's a nice guy. I did get to meet him a couple times. All right, so... Kyla, you are from 96 South Carolina. That is 9-6, right? Yes. So first question, do most people write that out or they do they use the numbers? No, you write it out. Uh, the high school is called 96 you Gotta high write it out. Yeah, you got to write it out. All right, so I'm sure you've been asked this before, and I've got all kinds of Wikipedia theories, too. Why is it called 96? So it was a town that was established in the Revolutionary War, and there was a fort. They called it Star Fort. It's a historical site within 96. It was supposedly 96 miles to the closest trading post. Apparently, whenever measured, that was very inaccurate, but the name stuck, and it's been 96 cents. That's that's the top theory on Wikipedia. The other ones are talking about like how many creek crossings there are from like there to Lexington. There are many creeks, but there's definitely not 96. So that was one, and then there was some interpretation of a Welsh word that means dry gulch, and then the other one was there was like six creeks that ran one way and nine that ran the other so when they put it on the map it looked like 96. Uh, I've never heard either of those in school obviously it starts very young because I went to 96 primary 96 elementary and 96 high school so like they taught us like very early on like hey this is why and Many people wouldn't believe you. As a first grader, like, they'll ask you what your town's called, and you say 96, and they're like, not your zip code, honey, like, <laughs> your town. And We're going to go on there and confirm that on Wikipedia, because they're saying that that first theory that you said is not proven. Uh, I, that's all I was taught in school. I, so. I'm on your side. I believe you. <laughs> Let's talk about softball now. So you, you made the high school team as a seventh grader. Yes. How, how do you do that? Because I know a lot of states won't even let that happen. Yeah, so in South Carolina, softball is considered a high school sport. So because our middle school and high school were together, that we were able to combine teams. So you are you have to be approved by the high school coach to get moved from JV to varsity. But within 96, there's only a handful of softball players. So, like, if you're pretty experienced, like, you make the jump. Well, you were more than pretty experienced. You were the Region 2 player of the year as an eighth grader. I, I was. Um, we really did a lot as a high school team. Um, our high school had never won state, and my sophomore year we won state, but we really wanted it my junior year too, but with COVID that got canceled. And so it was just kind of a building process. No one really trusted an eighth grader behind the plate, especially, or at third base, but it happened. Yeah, and it you're, worked. you're a catcher. You're, you're out there running the show. You're in eighth grade. How do you like adapt or like make the older girl i mean they're what high school seniors some of them are 18 years old you're an eighth grader how old are you 14 yeah i 12, was 13 like, yeah i couldn't even drive so i had like seniors driving me around and then i like would just go behind the plate we had six seniors my eighth grade year and a lot of them kind of just there were three girls that were in my class so we had three starting eighth graders on varsity one was a first baseman i was behind the plate 
and then the other no she was a seventh grader she started at shortstop so we had a very young team all around but it was successful so I mean you guys were all together all those years as middle schoolers and then freshmen and you finally win a state championship as a sophomore yeah well we actually state. started softball together like as a core yeah. like we started t-ball together went to our first travel team together and then just kept going from there you're all state and player of the year again as a senior uh, pretty good resume Pretty good resume. So what's the toughest part, I, th I would say, about moving up to varsity as, like, a middle schooler? What's the – what was the hardest part? What was the biggest adjustment? Probably adjustment. knowing that as a 14-year-old you're very small compared to everybody else. So you'll get girls that come up to the plate and you're looking up at them and you're just like, well, they can't do anything that I can't. So, like, getting that mentality, like, put in your head that, like, you can be wherever you put yourself. So a little different but kind of the same. Uh, you come to Austin P and you're playing a lot as a freshman. You're a second-team All-OVC selection as a freshman. Did that experience playing high school and maybe middle school as a freshman, realizing that you're playing with some, some older people, you got to adjust. Did that help, you think, when you got here? Definitely. I think that really prepared me because, like, I came from, obviously, middle of nowhere, South Carolina. So I was like, okay, like, do you deserve to be here? And I was like, I deserve to be on this team just as much as anybody else here. And so I came in, I put my head down, I went to work, and then – surprisingly spring came and coach was like okay well like you're gonna be dp and i was like what like i didn't realize it was it was gonna happen but i coach Bree had full faith in me coach k absolutely trusted me i've made a bunch of friends that are way older than me like my roommate is 22 she's a fifth year this year so it worked <laughs> it was a pretty good freshman year you did you did pretty you already hit 338 whatever uh what was the biggest adjustment to college softball College softball moves a lot quicker. You'll get left behind very quick if you don't just step it up and, like, really, like, lock in on everything. Every little detail matters. And that's just not just, like, on the field playing softball. That's workouts, weights, everything. Yes, knowing everything that's going on, what color shirt you're wearing, what color shorts you're wearing, like. Don't want to show up wearing the wrong stuff. No, you definitely don't, especially as a freshman. <laughs> So you played volleyball in high school too? I did. What was your, uh, what did you, did you play all the way through? What was your volleyball career like? Uh, I actually started in my freshman year of high school. I was, I played for the JV team. Um, I was librero my senior year. I was just a defensive specialist. I was a little short to be on the front row, but all the softball girls also played volleyball. So it just kind of was natural that I just played with them. And so we got a volleyball game today. You think you get out there and play with them a little bit? Oh, I don't know. We, we did the alumni game before I came back and it's, it's a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you said, like you said, you're from South Carolina. You said middle of nowhere. Yes. How does coach K Cassie find you there? And then what's that recruiting process like? Well, I played travel ball my sophomore year on out of Atlanta. So okay. I would travel to Atlanta at least once a week to practice in Atlanta, go through everything. So I played on an East Cup Bullets team out of Atlanta that Coach Cody had seen before she left and then Coach K had seen, like, obviously. So it was just kind of the process of traveling four hours every week to get to Atlanta. Was it four hours there and then four hours back? Yes, it was very long. Thankfully, my parents had full confidence in me that I was going to get somewhere. And so she saw me, and she was like, we want you on a visit. I came for a visit, and Quite a I commitment am. to oh, drive yeah. four hours a week, and then you can come here. Yeah. Even farther. Uh, so the one thing everybody told me about you, aside from sports, you grew up on a farm. Was it a sheep farm, I've been told? Or I what kind of farm? I have sheep, okay. but we have a little bit of everything. So we have cows, pigs, chickens, sheep, 
and then we have ducks. So it's just a little bit of everything. Ducks, the ducks don't just like up and fly away. They, no, nope, they, they stay. just they're just at the pond. Okay. Yep. So we're becoming a pod or a farming podcast basically because we had Chloe last week and you said you and Chloe have soils together. So you guys yes. talk about this stuff all the time. Is this a family operation? It is. Yep. It's run within my family. My dad's like the main owner of it. We only have like 25 acres, but it's plenty to do what you need to do within a farm. And so like it's just kind of a side gig because my dad has a full time job. My mom has a full time job. But it was kind of to teach us all the lessons we needed. And like how your farm, like how your food is raised from a farm. Like we produce all of our own meat. Like we use all of our own pork, all of our own um, beef. So it's pretty interesting, especially to talk to some of my teammates and they're like, "What? Yeah. Like I don't understand what you're talking about." And I'm like, "Just common knowledge within like the world I'm from." So you have a sister as well, right? Does she do the same? Does she kind of help with the farm and oh, everything? She hates is she the farm. Younger, hates or older? Hates the farm. She's younger. Younger, okay. Yeah, she would get up and move in a heartbeat but it's no different my dad still makes her to go out there and do it just like i had to so what did you do on a daily basis like with the animals with did you guys grow things as well yes we grew tomatoes and cucumbers and just a little like assorted but basically you had to make sure that the water were filled for all the animals make sure all the animals like the chickens had feed the ducks had feed and then the sheep and the cows eat grass but in the winter you'll have to put out hay but we use like rotationally grazing. So we have to move animals from pasture to pasture. So after like three or four days, we'll move mm-hmm. like the pasture, but it was pretty easy. I have, we have a working dog that will help. And then my dog also helps like herd. So it's pretty easy to get it done. You, you're leaning into another question about your dog. Uh, your dog is his name Ranger. Yes. Does, Ra- does Ranger in Clarksville or is he back home? Ranger is in Clarksville. What is it like taking care of a dog as a student athlete? Cause I'm, you're busy and I'm sure that dog's got a lot of energy. Oh and- yeah. My, my dog has a lot of energy, but he's a couch potato once he burns it. So okay. it's pretty easy. We play fetch a little bit. He stays in a kennel while I'm gone, which is only probably four hours a day because my roommate's at home and she's doesn't have any in-person classes. So he just stays out all day. He's only in the kennel for a little bit, but he's a little angel. He loves to come and meet all the teammates. We like have a bunch of dogs on the team. And so we've introduced them all, and they all get along pretty well. So... What kind of dog is he? He's a Catahoula Leopard, and no one ever knows what it is. Which I've is, never heard of it. It's technically a hunting dog. It's supposed to be like a hog dog, so he loves to put his nose down and just go sniffing for everything, right. but he really works the sheep well, which is interesting, but he was raised around it, so it works. So he gets down that farm, and he just goes. Oh, yeah. He loves running right next to the four-wheeler and just going. Uh, so I've been told you can rope cattle. Does that, you, does that skill come in useful here at college? You've ever used it on, for anything? I haven't. No one ever believed me. I showed animals as like a child, but then like it was kind of like picked between 4-H and FFA or softball. And so obviously I chose softball. And so I did learn like when I was young, like I'm not as good as I once was because I like considered doing it like into college. But like my dad has like roped animals and like it's a pretty big thing in South Carolina especially with like all the rodeos that go around and you so you don't just go out in your front yard and practice ever oh I mean coach K was amazed by it and so she was like just bring it up we'll do it one day we haven't got to it but I'm sure we will one day uh what animals did you show because Chloe last week said she showed goats and a couple cows I showed pigs and chickens those are my two so she talked about FFA as well and she said Austin P has an FFA that she was thinking about being it she was a little interested in are you interested in that or I was are you vice in president in the high school one okay. and so I've considered it but it's a lot of time and 
like a lot of dedication while also being a student athlete yes so i guess this all leads right into your major you're an ag business major right i am what do you want to do with that I personally believe that I'm going to be a consultant, which is like where you create farm plans and really like run like farmers out to increase their productivity and like really improve their business. So because there's a lot of debt within the agriculture world and if like people can avoid that, like it'll be a big help and agriculture is not going anywhere. So yeah, got to have it. Got to have it. So it's something that I knew that I could always do. A lot of sophomores we get on here don't know what they're going to do yet, and you've got a you've got a plan. Yep, my dad has been in the agriculture world for a long time, so he was like he was like you do something in ag, like you know what you're going to do, like it's never going to go away, and just seeing like all the jobs that he's had, he's like, you know this would be my ideal job, and I'm like that's going to be my job. <laughs> and then the business side of it is that something uh, you're learning? Is that kind of the new part you're learning in school? Yes, that's definitely, like, because I already have so much experience with the agriculture that I really just needed to, like, tie it together so I can really, like, piece together my education and really be able to use it in my, like, future. But I'll be able to hopefully run my own consulting business and get, like, partnerships where whenever I do it, like, I'll have a store to really help me or run my own store. Just Back depending. in South Carolina or where else, Where do you want to do it? Possibly. Um, I really love South Carolina, but I was born in in georgia and spent a lot of time in georgia within like travel ball and so it might be in georgia all right i've got one last question before our rapid fire questions and the last question is why austin p i love austin p with the family aspects like the whole team feels like a big family coach k is basically our mom she takes care of us she really cares about everything and I really just enjoy it's bigger than 96 so I can go do stuff but it's not so big that I can't make it around and like know people exactly all right are you ready for the rapid fire I'm ready all right what's your favorite word or saying my favorite word is way to be that's my favorite way to be way to be what's the last book you read last book I read was Mm, probably my textbook uh natural soils and properties <laughs> sounds exciting yeah. what's your worst habit my worst habit is always having to have a dessert after dinner all what's your favorite dessert probably ice cream do you have a go-to ice cream i chocolate rocky road that's my favorite we had uh we had an argument on the pcast a couple weeks we had our it was a few it was, month, it was last year but we had one guy I was like you have to pick vanilla because you can put whatever <laughs> toppings you want on. he's like you can't put toppings on chocolate and all this and i was like that's not a bad point but <laughs> Chocolate Rocky Road. Chocolate Rocky Road. Any brand or from anywhere or just just chocolate? Just Chocolate Rocky Road. There you go. Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Yes. Like 100%? 100%. I love that answer. Uh, what's one rule in any sport you want to change or add? Mm. One rule that I would change... Mm, that soccer can end in a tie that drives me nuts going to a soccer game and like watching and being like okay austin p is gonna win it and it ends in a tie it like breaks my heart so up until this year the ncaa would play overtime in the regular season for soccer and yes. they got rid of overtime uh they only have overtime in the playoff or in the postseason now but yes. last year they would play two timid overtimes and then if it was still tied it was a tie but it drives me nuts we went to a soccer game like me and my roommates we were sitting there watching the whole time and we were like okay like we're gonna win it gonna get them and we ended in a tie and like as softball like we don't ever end in a tie like we'll go into like 15 innings if that's what it takes but i'm like oh that just hurts hurts my winning side what app on your phone gets the most use 
Probably Snapchat. Snapchat. What is the last gift you gave somebody? I gave Morgan Zugi her birthday gift, which was a hoodie. <laughs> it was probably that. <laughs> Morgan Zugi got a hoodie. Happy birthday to Morgan Zugi, I guess. Yeah, it was a little late, but... <laughs> uh, who would you cast to play you in a movie about yourself? Um, we did a thing where they, we talked about what actresses looked like me or what actress I looked like, but I don't remember what the answer was. See, a lot of people have been picking their roommates, too, because they're like, they know me so well. Oh, yeah. Lexi Ozowski could definitely play me. She would kill it. 100%. The first 50 times I asked it, I was picking an actor, actress, somebody famous. And then somebody one time was like, pick my roommate. And I was like, that's a good answer. That is a good answer. Lexi would be able to kill it, without a doubt. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Mm, Body. We listen to it all the time during softball. It's like such an upbeat song that we listen to it like all the time if you could go to any concert who would it be um i went to cody johnson concert over this past summer and that's my favorite artist ever so i'd probably say another cody just johnson. another cody where'd you see him at um i saw him in greenville was it just him it was him and ian muskick and um easton corbin that's a and good it was one amazing that's it was one. so good uh what is one place in the world you want to visit the most Mm, I would say probably somewhere in Europe. I really just want to go see a bunch of the world. So I would just say like going through Europe. I'm with you. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Any three people ever. Hmm. I'd probably say Kat Osterman because she's like an amazing pitcher. Yeah. That's like I just want to know what it's like. Um. Probably Cody Johnson, you know. Cat Osprey, Cody Johnson. A lot of Texas there. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of Texas there. Um, probably Dawn Staley from South Carolina. She's got so much wisdom and knowledge about winning and, like, game mentalities. Do you grow up watching a lot of South Carolina basketball with Dawn Staley? Oh, yeah. We, we were actually Clemson fans, but, like, you're just proud to be a South Carolina. So, whenever they went to playoffs and everything, you were watching. And my mama went to South Carolina, so she loved it. So, you watch a lot of U.S. national softball team as well? Yes. Kat Osmer, your favorite player? Mm, probably not my favorite, but she's one of the coolest to watch. I'm a Tennessee guy, so I'd have to pick Monica Abbott. That's, that's valid. I love Monica Abbott, too. Okay. Glad we're on the same page there. Uh, who or what inspires you? Probably Coach K. Coach K comes to work every day and has, like, the best energy and attitude for everything. Like, somehow she, like, never had a bad day. She just shows up with 100% every day, and somehow she never seems to get that frustrated. And I wish I had that. <laughs> I think you're the first person to pick your coach, and I love that answer because she's, she's great. Uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Have faith in the process. Like, it's going to happen how it's supposed to happen, so, like, don't stress about it. All right, so our last question actually comes from Chloe Murphy last week. She wants to know what's your favorite memory at Austin P this year. My favorite memory at Austin P this year was probably whenever we all go to Mexican. We had, like, a table for, like, 25 after we went to Buddy Ball. It was a huge, like, we basically took over, and we went and saw our favorite waiter at Casablanca. There you go. Uh, you actually get to ask a question next week now. What question do you want to ask next week's guest on the PCAST? What their favorite restaurant 
is in Clarksville. What their favorite Clarksville restaurant is. That's a good one. Kylie, appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. You're done with class. Yes. Uh, good luck this season with softball in school. And we'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Thank you. Another big thank you to Kylie Campbell, the awesome softball team, for stopping by to talk to us on the PCAST this week. Alex. Yes, sir. A lot, of, a lot of things happening. Yeah, there is. Aaron Judge broke the American League home run record last night. Finally. There you go. Uh, in Toronto. Right. So nobody caught the ball. Okay, so I saw So like, I saw it went off the glove of like a Toronto fan. And so then Toronto, kind of like the Braves old stadium, there's the wall. That's the outfield fence. Right. There's an area between that wall. Then there's like the front of the stands. Okay. So yeah, you can walk underneath or in front of or in between or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like the fans can reach down. They did not catch it, obviously, and it right. fell down in between the wall and, like, the stands. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched this video of somebody talking about it, and they were like, that guy just let at least a million dollars slip between his hands. Or yeah. he just missed it. Yeah. And then I saw it was like – and then I saw a lot of people saying, like, the guy, the guy from Toronto who ended up getting the ball. Cause yeah. It was like their hitting coach or something Bullpen like that. Bullpen coach, yeah. Bullpen coach. And it's like, was that a big deal, or was that just everybody saying, hey, he's the guy who got it not a fan? No, he just okay. picked it up and probably gave it back to him. Probably didn't well, even get anything for it. Probably not. But, but I mean, that's kind of what happens. You're a coach. You're not like a fan. You can't really bargain that off. Yeah. But fan catches it, however. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's tickets for life. Tickets, a lot of memorabilia. A lot of memorabilia. Autographs. Mm-hmm. Getting your money's worth. And actual money, too. And I don't know if you get actual money. If, I think unless you, you sold it. You're not going to get money from the team. Yeah. If the maybe, team maybe buys it back from you, they're going to give you season tickets. And right. Gifts and such. Yeah. Now, if you want to sell it, then. I, you, see, and, and I'm thinking of it. I'm like, would the Baseball Hall of Fame have bought it from the from a fan if the fan no. got it? I don't think so. Would have gone straight to the team. Uh, like a collector would buy it, then they would like let the Hall of Fame put it on display. Gotcha. More Makes than sense. likely. I don't think the Hall of Fame would have paid whatever the price was. That's fair. Makes sense. Uh, big golf week. Yeah, it was. It was the President's Cup. Yep. It's a big blowout. You don't know anything about golf. We made you no. go to a golf tournament, though. I had fun. see that was fun. So maybe I'll I, keep up I with watched, golf a little bit more. I watched not enough of the Presidents Cup, and by not enough, I mean barely any. Mm-hmm. But uh, Team USA was a seventeen to twelve, seventeen and a half to twelve and a half win. It's a blowout. Jordan Spieth didn't lose. Him and Justin Thomas didn't lose in the uh, in the th- four rounds. They were paired together. Three rounds they were paired together. No four. Not Presidents Cup. Very different. Not very different. They played four rounds together. Okay. Did not lose. Uh, TVSA was up four to one after the first round, eight to two after the second round, ten to four after the third round, eleven to seven. Uh, okay, a little European comeback there in the fourth, and then uh, they they ran away to win uh, six of the six of the eleven singles matches to take it home. So how do, how does the point like how do the points work in this? So the first round is f- it's uh, five foursome matches, so each okay. match is a point. Mm-hmm. Second round is five four-ball matches. 
second or third round is four foursome matches and fourth round is four four ball matches and then every person on the team plays a singles match okay, when, you one. when you say a match is that like nine holes uh so no so it's as many as it takes for somebody to win so like if okay. you're up five holes with five to play mm-hmm. and you win to go up six holes mm-hmm. with they can't come back it's over. right exactly so it's a match so like okay. as soon as you win it's over like Got they it. don't they don't play the completion okay it's so like once you can't can't come back, it's over. Uh, Team USA has just dominated the last two mm-hmm. team golf golf tournaments, the Presidents Cup and the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup's more fun. Uh, they're not letting the LIV golfers play on either of them though, which is sad because they make it more exciting. But oh, without right. them, I'm not sure Europe's really going to do anything. Mm-hmm. They have a better chance in the Ryder Cup. Okay, but they're still going to lose a lot of people because of the live. Do but you so is Team USA, but Team USA is also deeper. So it, I think it makes it less fun because team USA should blow them out every time. I think we talked about this whenever we talked about the Ryder Cup a couple of weeks ago. But like, do you think that there's ever going to come a moment where like the PGA and Live finally like join back? Like, no. yet, like yes, you can be on the PGA and yes, you can be on the Live, no. but like you, you don't think so. Well, the Live will have to collapse. Gotcha. Do you see that happening? Because it's like I mean they have so much funds, but like it's the PGA is not going anywhere. So if anything were to happen, they would live golfers would have to come back. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. And it's sad they can't play in the Ryder Cup. But I think Jordan and the boys are going to get it done next year in Paris. Mm-hmm. Win a Ryder Cup on European soil for the first time in a long time. Long, long time. Go America. That's all I got. Yeehaw. Yee and haw. Alex. Yes, We sir. have volleyball in the Dunn this weekend. We sure do. Right here in the Dunn Center. Yep. Here. Yep. In the Dunn Center. In the Winfield Dunn Center. Right here. Not right here. It's like close. a little bit close. of close. Yeah. What's happening? Volleyball. Yes. In the Dunn Center. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the Govs are going to host a pair of, Flor- a pair of Florida schools. They're going to host Jacksonville on Friday, North Florida on Sunday. Yeah, we Friday hope all of our uh, comrades in Florida are staying safe as well. Absolutely. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're going to host Jacksonville Friday. It'll be a good match. Um, Honestly, I don't have too much to add to it, to be honest. Uh, you know, you're coming off of splitting last week against Bellarmine and Eastern Kentucky. You know, you're one and one. Uh, I think Jacksonville and North Florida are both one and one in conference as well. You're going to come in, pick up a couple of wins. Should be good matches. Talk about the soccer then. I could talk about the soccer. <laughs> um, so tonight, soccer is going to host Bellarmine. Tonight, Thursday, will be the day yeah. before you're hearing this. Yep. So, um, and then on Sunday, Govs are going to host Eastern Kentucky for senior night. What do you got on Bellarmine? Okay. Uh, so for Bellarmine. A lot of ties. A lot of – I mean, they lead the nation in ties. They're 0-3-7. The nation. The nation. Um, they are, to be quite frank, the worst offense in the ASUN. They've scored three goals all year. But at the same time, they're the best defense in the ASUN, allowing only six goals. All right. So um, they have – Played to five scoreless draws. Um, That's a lot. It's quite a bit. Um, honestly, I was talking to the guy at North Alabama, the SID at North Alabama, and he was saying that Bellarmine plays such a weird style where it's like they don't attack the ball. They just they pretty much just play the back half of the field all game long. They, they play to draw. And I'm not a fan of that. But I think, you know, we'll be riding a lot of momentum coming off the North Alabama win. So let's just hope we can uh, not play to a draw. Not not give Bellarmine a draw. A draw, a win. Yes. And then Sunday, you say. Yep. It's senior day. It is senior day. Let's hear about that. 
So uh, the Colonels. Yep, against the Colonels, uh, former and current uh, conference rivals. You know, we'll be honoring our five seniors. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a good match. Eastern Kentucky's fifth in the A-Sun right now. Um, That's yeah. top five. That, you're really good at math. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, and honestly, it, it's a winnable match. Eastern Kentucky, yes, they're sitting at fifth. But, you know, especially if we can pick up a win today against Bellarmine, I'll like our, I, I will like our chances. Right now we're sitting at tied for ninth in the A-Sun standings. If we can beat Bellarmine and Eastern, we'll probably be sitting at probably about sixth. And, uh, you know, top eight go to the playoffs. So Playoffs? Playoffs. But, uh, yeah. Who are our seniors? So you got Gisela Dahl. Gisela Dahl. So we got five. Okay. So we got Gisela Dahl, um, Chloe Dion, goalkeeper, Captain Carly Roberts, Marley Dieterhauser, and Anna McPhee. That's five. That is five. That is five. I know my seniors. <laughs> to the other football, the American, the real yep. football. Yep. Uh, the Govs, the number 16 slash 23 Austin P. Governors football team. Uh, they're on the road. First ever road A Sun game. That is at Central Arkansas. The Bears are 1 and 3 to start the season. Uh, it's their first ever real A Sun game. They played some last year, but they weren't really A Sun games. They were mm-hmm. AQ 7 games. Uh, Central Arkansas started the season with a loss to top 10 Missouri State. Then they lost at Ole Miss. They went on the road and beat Idaho State. It's a good win anytime you go up to Idaho. Yeah. I just feel like that's a tough trip to make. But then they lost to SEMO last week. So I'll be honest, I don't know what they do. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. You probably should have beat SEMO with that team. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what SEMO's like this year. I know they were, they were decent last year. But, yeah. I, I think the Gulfs will be road favorites. But the goal is take care of business on the stripes. Oh, those stupid stripes. Stupid stripes. I hate their uh, They're gross. Now, I will say Eastern Washington with a red, uh, pretty good. It's not, no, it's not great. No, okay. no, it's not no, better than regular, nope. but it's better than the purple. No. The purple is the worst field. No, the red's brighter. Okay. The purple's at least like a dullish color that like is kind of hidden. Like not hidden, but like it doesn't like, I don't think I need sunglasses to look at it. I need sunglasses to look at the red. Yeah, but it's purple and gray. Gray. It's not good. Like, why Why do you do that for one? On the stripes. Yeah, on the stripes. Go Gross. in there and just absolutely kill them. 31 to 10. 31 to 10. Um, I'm going to say 27-13. Govs. I also was picking the Govs if anybody was, if anybody <laughs> was questioning, Sorry. questioning my selection. Um, like I said, Take care of business on the stripes. Get it done. Come back with a W. Make it, what, five in a row? Yep. Five in a row. Head into the bye week. Then Murray State the week after that. Then the other bye week. Yeah. Our bye weeks are in uh, it's kind of a weird order. Ah. Built around Murray, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. We'll take it. Like I said, let's get the win on the stripes. Uh, to the golf course, Alex. We, we go back to the golf course. The women's golf team is going to try and defend their title at the Butler Fall Invitational at the Highland Golf Club our golf and country club in Indianapolis. The girls are the defending champs. Erica Scott finished second in the tournament last year. She shot a 69-72-69 for a score of 210. That was the second best score in program history until this season started when she broke that. Uh, Darnell, Campbell, Cooper, and Foshog, they were the rest of the uh, crew that helped win that title up there last year. So, like I said, go up there, defend the title. Mm-hmm. Bring it back one more time. The men are playing their second to last, their penultimate fall event uh, at the Georgia State Invitational at the Berkeley Hills Country Club. Uh Got to build some moment and head into the last one. Got to get it going. You're going to play at the Xavier Invitational, I believe, in two weeks after this one. So, uh, 
We'll go into that uh, that little winter break with some some momentum. Yeah. So you got to start now. Yep. Alex, there's going to be a pair of softball games this week as well. A little fall softball yeah. action. Yeah. We're a little fall ball. Fall ball, as they say. Uh, yeah. So uh, team thirty eight. Yes, against Volunteer State. Against Ball State. Uh, I'm going to host a pair of, you know, we're going to host Ball State for back-to-back on Wednesday. A little you know, fall ball. A little fall ball. Um, you know, the fall season, especially in softball, you know, you're just kind of trying to find out what you got. Um, I know we have quite a bit of new players on the team, whether it's pitchers, outfielders. Um, so I know Coach Stanfield is just trying to see what she has, you know, get the team in action, get some uh, gameplay underway. Get some ABs off someone that's not on your own team. Exactly. Um, last year, I mean, for what it's worth, we beat Ball State both times. I think it was three to one and seven two. I would hope so. I would too. Um, no offense to Ball State, um, but yeah, you just want to go in there, see how the team looks. You know, I think you have a few more weeks of fall ball after this, so just get the fall season underway and uh, go Team Thirty Eight. Uh, Katie Etheridge, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Charlie Husband, and the newly hired Trey Price. Uh, those are your academic advisors, and they have all the community service opportunities you could need. Is our food drive still going on? Do we have a final date for that? Yes. Yes, it is still going on. That's what I thought. Uh, food drive. Uh, the the, the uh, Austin P. Sack is having a food drive. Items needed. There's a whole long list. If you go to the at Gov's S-A-A-C Twitter, you can uh, juice boxes, canned foods, uh, avoid glass, please, mm-hmm. any dried foods, powdered uh, milk, pasta dry dry foods canned foods that is what they're accepting and you will deliver those to done 201 that is the austin p student athlete advisory and they are hosting this food drive bring it to done 201 that's where katie matthew trey and charday's offices are and uh if you have any questions please contact kelsey Mead on the volleyball team or matthew kilpatrick and they can get you pointed in the right direction and uh once the food drive's done you know what's coming up next what's that i think it's candy drive time coming up a little ghost candy drive so uh, get in the giving spirit. I used to go to that all the time as a kid. Yeah, get in the giving spirit. Give some uh, some food now and then some uh, some candy later. It's the giving season. It is. It is. And uh, you know, get out, get those Govs Cup points. Go support each other. If you're not uh, if you're not going to Central Arkansas this weekend, mm-hmm. or uh, what else is that? Was there tennis this week? No. Okay. No ten- we uh, women were supposed to go to Stetson. That's right. That's right. Yep. So no tennis this week. So come out and support soccer. If you're not going to Central Arkansas, go to soccer. Go to volleyball. Yep. Have some uh, have some fun. Bring your vuvuzelas. Yeah. Got those vuvuzelas uh, for soccer, and they they've been a hit. I mean, and I know I was talking to a couple people from across campus, and uh, today's match against Bellarmine. A lot of staff and faculty gonna be coming out. Oh. And uh, I think they're trying to do the same thing for Sunday against Eastern Kentucky for Senior Day with the vuvuzelas. With the vuvuzelas. Yeah. All for it. Bring it on. Let's do it. Alex. Yes. In the meantime, yep. how do people follow us on social media? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P Governors. And uh, shout out to Robin and Maddie. And Maddie. And Maddie. The She's newly hired Maddie Rose. Yep. Our new director of creative media, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or is it creative content? Digital media. It's one of those. It's yeah. one of those titles. Uh, she does that stuff. Photos, graphics, all that fun stuff. She's doing a great job. Shout out for the, uh, the win graphic at EKU. 404, no yep. Colonel wins found here. That's good. Uh, Return home. That was a good yeah. uh, addition. Back to, to Kentucky. Yep. So uh, they're killing it down there. Shout out to them. Yep. Let's go be out for dates, news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Nick Bush, Alex Allard, Chris Austin, and myself. We've got all the information you can use right there on letsgopea.com. But you know who's got all the information for you to get in the game? Who's that? Johnny Mitchell. Our ticket has got all the information you can use. 
to get in the game. Football tickets are on sale. There's still some seats you can get for the last two home games of the season, and you can still get into the blazing VIP zone presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy those tickets. Not this week. Next week's the buy. Then Murray State. You're going to want to be there. Yeah. Then another buy. Then Jacksonville State. You don't want to miss it. You only got two chances left. Second biggest or third biggest crowd in school history. I think we could break that against Murray. And, and Jacksonville State. I mean, why not? Let's Murray, break it, let's Murray break it against is Military Murray. Appreciation Day. So military gets in free. Okay. They get free t- free military tickets. So come. Yeah. And then everyone else, you want to come? Yay. We got the best flyover in the country outside of like Army, Air Force, and Navy. Yeah. And so, we're even competing with them because, I mean, you know, Fort Campbell. Correct. Shout out to them. Aside from those service academies, we have the best flyover in the country. You're going to want to come see it. It's going to be a packed house. Beat the racers for like, what, the 100th straight time? Yep. Sixth. It's the sixth time. But 100 sounds better. Tomorrow. Regardless. Baseball tickets are also on sale. The price increases when, Alex? January 1st. So what do you want to do? Get them before because January 1st. Because you don't want to pay more to watch no. what this baseball team is going to do. Alex. Yes, sir. Basketball tickets. Yep. Shooty Se- hoops tickets. Season tickets. Yes. On sale now. Oh. As of Monday. As of Monday. You can get new ones. New new season tickets. Uh, we, we had renewals. Renewals are open. But uh, season tickets, courtside, general admission, and VIP total gov package season oh, tickets. What's that? So brand new, brand new uh, ticket package. The VIP total gov package includes a season ticket, food and, be- food and beverage to all football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and baseball games. So does that get you in like the boys in VIP zone, yeah. the K club, and then VIP hoops? I do believe so. Oh, wow. So what, what's the price on that? Because that's a steal. I don't know. You'll have to go check. I mean, whatever it is. You can eat your money's worth. Easily. Easy. Easy. And, but, I mean, you're not going to want to miss a single second. I mean, I know we're talking, you know, right now it's football season. Basketball season's just around the corner. I mean, it's we're, happening. we're like a little bit over a month away. I mean, Media day's got to be soon. It is. It's coming up in a few weeks. So uh, go get your season tickets. Also, Gov Madness. Alex, talk about that. So uh, Gov Madness is coming up. On October twentieth, we I mean it was that is ten twenty twenty two for those of you that are wondering. Thanks for that clarification. Gotcha. Um, so it's your first chance to catch uh, Nate James and Brittany Youngs for or second teams yes. uh, at Austin P. We're gonna have three point contest. We're gonna have a dunk contest. We're gonna have a lot of giveaways. A little scrimmage action. A couple of scrimmages. Um, you know, and you're not gonna want to miss that. A lot of new faces on the women's team. Quite a few on the men's team as well. But Alex, how much does it cost? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You mean free? It's free to the folks. It's free. How could you say no to that? You just can't. You can't. So come out. I mean, we're going to have, you know, the new posters are going to be unveiled, the teams, we're going to have scrimmages, three-point contests, dunk contests. It's going to be great. Sounds like a blast. Come on out. In the meantime, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website, letscopy.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast. How many stars? Five. Five stars, please. Once you just guess, let us know the local on campus event. We should shout out. Tell us how many touchdowns Jonathan Taylor runs for against the Titans this week. Zero. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bunchy. Shout out to our guy Cam Ruffin. He's a friend of the podcast, and we're all thinking about you, and we're going to miss seeing you on the field this Saturday. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Tighten up. She's a gooseneck on a dually, a long neck at the bar. Loves old John Wayne movies, waltzing under them stars. She's sunned up in the saddle, 
Cutting through the hurt Love's brand in her cattle Long live